everybody. I'm your host, Dean Sage, and I'm back with the uh, the Dream Team, the uh, the original crew. Well, no, I mean, it's only been a couple episodes, but we've got uh, Mr. Dakota Wolf back with us. Dakota, hey, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Now, uh, we, we hopefully have fixed that little fan problem. You, like me, has a computer that enjoys talking all the time and letting you know that it, how hard it's actually working. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds like a car trying to start up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we're, we're actually hoping to get to the point where we can start uh, buying pretty microphones for our, our regular co-hosts because, you know, that's just the kind of people that we want to be. Um, <laughs> but no, we're, you know, it's, it's kind of exciting. The podcast is really growing and it's, it's nice to see all of the peoples that are interested in it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. But Dakota's back. Um, Dakota, give us like that real quick rundown just in case they didn't catch the last episode. Like, who are you? What have you, what do you do? Give us that 30 second commercial. Um, I'm Dakota Wolf. Um, you might have seen me in some adult film productions, maybe by Falcon, um, Naked Sword, etc. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, but there's actually, there's so much more to you and, and hopefully we'll get the chance to kind of pick that apart. I was going to say expose it, but that's probably not the right metaphor in this case. <laughs> um, but you actually, I mean, you're very talented with musical theater, you sing, you act and yes. you do, you do all sorts of stuff. That's a dance. Um, yeah. And actually I saw just before we went on air, I was looking at, you know, what, what, what can we talk about today? And, um, I came across this go, go boy unleashed unlimited. I don't know. It was, it was something, it, but it was like literally the worst camera work I've ever seen. Like I've seen better porns. Oh, I've seen you in better porns. <laughs> um, there was just, it went from like blue to orange and they had Willem in there though. But it, the scene was so overexposed and so oranged out. I was like, just, dying um it made it made me it actually made me nostalgic for porn i was like oh lord if i'm like sitting here going oh gosh i wish it was at least as bad as porn right if you're watching you'd be like oh the videography is um better in adult films well the acting is better too let me just say Um, but i know that's a lot of shade up at the top and i don't know who makes this and i again this is a youtube trailer so maybe it's really amazing and just whoever made your trailer sucks but honeys we got to talk about color correction and camera settings feel free to look me up Uh, i was helping somebody else with this the other day we can get you all sorted out. Um, we've also got Mr. Brendan John back. Uh, this is, well, I think he's basically right now you're just going to be the regular co-host. Is that fine with you? That is perfectly okay. And I think this is my like fourth, fourth, something. Fourth. Yeah. yeah. You're basically a podcast slut now, so we don't have to, we can stop counting. Um, excuse me. I think that you have to get to two hands to be called a slut. Uh, we're just going to let that one hang. Um, give us, <laughs> yeah. Give us a, I, I don't know where you're going with that one, buddy. <laughs> What is okay? No, no, I, I lied. What? What do you mean? Two hands? Explain. No, I meant like. I don't even know what I mean. Um, okay. <laughs> I just I mean, said it because I feel like if I'm you only thinking, have one hand, that's not really a, like. If you only have five, I feel like you're not really a slut. And then if you get more, than five, oh, counting know. on yes, see, Dakota, counting Dakota on I hands. Are, I guarantee Dakota and I are both thinking about fisting right yeah, now. Yeah, that's exactly like, what Jesus. I thought that you thought. <laughs> we're, we're like two hands. That's like yeah that's that's like people who like have feet in there and traffic yeah, no i was and, thinking something completely different well you are the angel um so uh but give us give us that 30 second rundown uh who is brendan john uh for anybody who hasn't caught the previous four slutty attempts um excuse me <laughs> i do youtube i sing some stuffs and now i guess i do podcasts and yeah and his actually i think really good at it so 
Thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to jump right into it because uh, this has been uh, an interesting week. So last week was Brendan's birthday. Everyone say hey, happy birthday to Brendan. Oh, happy birthday, Brendan. Um, you're you're like what, 16 and a half now, Brendan? Oh, no. Remember, I was 12 before, so now I'm 13. Oh, well, this she's is going to be a good year for you. She's just not getting her titties. They're just coming in. <laughs> First, yeah, I was going to say we're going to have well, some puberty things to talk about. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll handle that. Maybe we should have a whole epi- episode dedicated to it. But speaking of 13 oh and puberty, um, they, the real uh, – or sorry, the, the ABC show, um, The Real O'Neills, aired an episode last week that actually I guess had like breakthrough ratings for ABC. It was like amazing ratings and uh, it was entitled The Real F Word. And in it, we have um, a young gay man who – uh, calls himself a fag during you know as part of the episode um and I, I i guess i don't know if it's that in particular or just the whole thing itself some of the critics are like it's not that funny but apparently the audience is thinking so so fuck the critics um but what's really interesting though is that it's and this is the thing that i had a problem with with unlooking because it felt like there was a bunch of 50 year old men trying to write 20 year old men as if they were themselves and it didn't quite work we've talked about this before like you know, 20 year old gay men going cruising in the first episode of looking and not knowing how to use a douche. Although that might be true. Dakota, what do you think? How many bottoms actually know how to use a douche by the time they turn 20? Um, I don't know. Nowadays, since they have, you know, how to do videos on YouTube and such, they think everyone yeah. knows how to do it now. <laughs> I, I would, I would hope, but okay. So, but here's, so here's, here's the thing. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many things that we could talk about, but it's really interesting to me how the, the F word is they, as they called it, the actual title of the episode was the real F word. Um, like this word is a very interesting word. And so I'm just going to go to Brendan real quick. Brendan, like, have you ever used the word fag or faggot? Is that a parlance of yours? Have you ever been called it? Like what's your um, association I don't really with this like word? the word. <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell, tell, tell everyone more. Like has, has it ever come across as negative to you or is it just something that you just don't like personally? Um, well, I mean, it's never really come off negative to me, but I've seen like other people get called it and it's obviously negative to them, but I just think that it's not, it's just generally not a nice word. Even when like one gay person says it to another gay person. Okay. All right. Dakota, what about you? Like what's your association with it? I mean, cause there are certain porn sites that seem to love, you know, who's my dirty little fag, you know, like as part of the sex right, talk, right. like what's, what's been your personal experience with it? Um, when I was younger and I was first coming to realization with my sexuality, um, it was a hurtful word, but after a while I've gotten to a point where it is just a word. It has no meaning, you know, it's just a word. It can't hurt you. <laughs> do you, do you think that the word has become less and less of a meaningful thing over time? Like, does it, does it Absolutely. seem like culturally it's moved away? Absolutely. Okay. Cause this is what I'm, this is what I was really curious about. Cause if you talk to people that are like older than me, I know that seems like it's ancient to the two of you, but you know, we're, if, we're t- if we talk to people that are in their forties and their fifties, like this is like this and the word queer, like whores, they're just horrible things. Um, I myself, like I knew that I heard the word. I think I heard it more in the sports arena than anything else. Um, and it was often, I mean, coaches even would, would use it, uh, it, you know, at times, but even by then it was still, you know, it was kind of like, no, no, you, you, you shouldn't say that. Like that had kind of become part of the cultural conscious as you shouldn't say that. And I know, like, I don't know how old the two of you would have been, but about gosh, six, seven years ago, I feel like there was like a huge push to like eliminate it from, uh, from the vocab along with things like retard and on the other words that, you know, there's just a huge push towards not using these types of words. Brendan, like, do you remember a time like a, where it switched from where it was something that like, it was okay for people to say to then everyone's like, no, no, don't say it. 
Well, I just remember the commercials back when I was in grade school where it was like, don't say something is gay when you think it's stupid. Right, right. So I guess maybe it would have started somewhere around there. Okay. Now, what do you what do you think? Like you said that you've never been personally called it. Like, what were the contexts where you heard the word used towards someone else? Well, once again, I hope my family doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, my aunt at one of like the family reunions, her her son was doing something. Well, my cousin was doing something, and she was like, "You're running like a little faggot." And I was like, "Oh my goodness." Oh, okay. Kind of like an off the wall context, maybe not actually in the sense of meaning gay. Or was he like having a tutu or something? I don't. I think that they were playing like football or something. Oh, see, now that is interesting to me, Dakota. You kind of, I mean, you go in between. Like when I, you know, when, when people meet you in person, I'm assuming that they, you know, get the sense that you are a queen um, in every sense of the word. But then, you know, you kind of have performative masculinity in some of your scenes. Um, do you think that it kind of goes along with the hypermasculinity? Does this word sort of embody some sort of like antithesis to masculinity? Um, I mean, I don't really think so. I mean, honestly, I think everyone's a fag. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because regardless of how masculine you are, you're still queen. We all know you are. You don't have to hide it. Embrace it. Um, See, yeah, I I would agree with that. It (laughs) it does. It's to me, to me, it always seems. And and again, I mean, it's a little stilted because we both deal with sort of very hyper masculinized field, which pornography tends to be sometimes. But it's always like to me, it's like the ones that are trying the hardest to come off that way are also the ones that like you can see the foundation, um, you know, when the light turns just right. There isn't a single person in porn who is not a queen. Everyone you meet, they are a diva, no matter what they are. I think it takes a little bit of diva to actually do anything, like to perform of any kind, especially to perform naked. I think you have to be a diva. Like no, that's absolutely. just part and parcel. Um, now, I just, I do have to say, I won't say who I tweeted about this, but um, I was researching again and I came across a site where literally they had contoured a butt crack. Um, oh. Yeah. And this is a very masculine, hyper-masculinized site. It just sort of threw me off because it didn't look pretty at all. I didn't understand it. Um, but okay, so getting but getting back to this, uh, the, the word thing, um, obviously, you know, I, I think I, I actually just don't hear it that much anymore. But the word that I do hear, and this is, does seem to be a very bifurcating word, and that's queer. Um, Brendan, have you ever used the word queer in reference to yourself? Have you heard it? Does it have a particular meaning to you? Um, well, when I was in college, we had the open door club, which was our LGBTQ like thing. They would, they would say like lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, and queer. One of the teachers that even, uh, ran the club said that he was queer, but they didn't exactly explain what queer was in that sense. But it had a, it had a positive. In, yeah. And positive they were like proud of it. Like, okay. Everyone to be proud of it. And Dakota, what about you? Like when you hear the word queer, what is it associated with for you? Um, nowadays, whenever I hear it, I just think of how it's associated with LGBTQ. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't have that before. It was just LGBT. Um, but now they've thrown in, you know, queer and, you know, cisgenders and, this gender and this gender and the alphabet soup. Yeah. Yes, basically. <laughs> well, speaking of, of labels and things, Dakota, let's go over to you for a second because we got to talk about grinder. 
which seems to be um, the last place on earth where labels are extremely important. And, and in fact, everyone's profile has to have like, what, eight of them, nine of them? What's like, mm-hmm. I, I missed the last memo. How many, how many like tags do you need in, in your profile to get laid now? I, don't know, I think you have to select like five whenever you first sign up, I think. Do they, do they call them tribes now? Is that, is that yeah. the app that did that or is it another? Okay. So you have to, you have to select your tribes. So like, I right. mean, do you think that it's incredibly important to like have these areas, these labels, these things in order to get dick or have you found it, you know, gets in the way of it? See, I feel like things on Grinder that have those tribes, it's not necessarily titles. They're more so, you know, what you're into. It's not so much as labels as much as it is, you know, what you're attracted to, what you're into sexually. Okay, so you're saying that it's more of like, this is what I want versus this is who I am. Right. No, but doesn't that project that onto everyone else, though? Doesn't doesn't by saying that I'm into and then having these very narrow sort of, you know, one-sided types, doesn't that sort of eliminate the, you know, diversity of the world into... I don't know. Just if you don't check this box and this box, I can't get hard. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Because Brendan, this is, this is kind of, uh, you know, the, what's been accused of lately is that they're saying that grinder is killing gay dating. So I thought we need to talk about that. Um, but you know, as a, as a, you know, obviously as a non-user of any kind of hookup app whatsoever, cause you're the angel. Like, do you think that uh, the, the the use of these labels, even as types, is important? Is that something that gay culture needs? Um, I mean, they've been around pretty much forever, <laughs> so it's just going to stay. No matter what we, no matter what we do, it's always going to be there. I don't really know if we need them, but like I said earlier, humans like to label things, so labels. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it, it does make it easier to, you know, quickly go through a list of things. I don't know. Let, well, let's, let's turn the question around. What is gay dating? Dakota, what, like, what is gay dating? Is that different than gay hookups? Um, you know, are, are we creating some sort of dual system where there's like dating and then there's hookups and they're separate? Like, talk to me a little bit about this. What does that word mean to you? Um, gay dating for me would probably have to refer to you're seeing someone. Whether you're seeing them on a sexual basis or you're seeing them, you know, just when you're out in public. Are you using seeing as in relationship? Like you've made some sort of mutual, you know, decision that you guys are together, you're dating. Not. Is that what you mean? Not relationship. Okay. You guys are seeing each other. So you guys are into each other. There may be a possibility of a relationship or there may be, you know, just of you're just fooling around your friends with benefits, so on and so forth. There's, so there's, there's some sort of connection is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Ed, but it's not necessarily clearly defined. It's not necessarily exclusive. It's just, there's a connection. So d- dating is, is the, the, the start of a connection yes. and you're saying it can take many different forms. Okay. So then are hookups, is that a totally different thing or is that like step one? Um, no, I think hookups are just hookups. I mean, obviously, a hookup can turn into something more. But I believe if you're just hooking up with someone, you're just hooking up with them. Okay. Brendan, talk to me about this word, gay dating. Like what how do you define it? So they used it in the context of something is killing gay dating. Grinder, the app is killing gay dating. Yeah, that's what okay. they're saying. Um and I think you know where I'm gonna go with this, but I, I'm just curious, like what what does the word dating and gay dating mean to you? Since they're not using like relationships 
I'm thinking that it's like killing early stages of a relationship, like before the two become boyfriends or whatever. Like the going, the going out part or the... Yeah, like the first okay. like month or two. So like, I guess the whole thing of, I won't delete my grinder if we're just dating. So then maybe they're saying that it's killing it in a way that like the person will still try to fool around with someone else because they're not technically official yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, here's, so here's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of things going on here. So I kind of want to parse it out for a second. So obviously like gay men have been hooking up with each other for ages. Cruising was invented before we had dating apps and I'm using dating apps there in quotation marks. Um, Cause basically a lot of these are hookup apps, but I mean, th- this thing has been going on. G- gay men have been able to go out and find sex if they wanted. Um, that's just how the thing. And then sometimes there's coupling. Sometimes there's, you know, going off and making, you know, relationships and other things. So I'm kind of curious if we're not, maybe creating the picket fence myth where it's like everyone needs to actually be on the road to some sort of relationship all the time. Dakota, I mean, do you think that there's, especially with the push towards gay marriage, we kind of have gotten into this realm where it's like, if you're not actually on the road to marriage, then there's like something wrong with that. Absolutely not. No. Um, you know, I believe you should be in a relationship whenever you're ready to be in a relationship or, you know, sometimes it just hits you like a truck and you're like, okay, let's do this. Um, but no, I don't think we should, you know, follow to a specific gender norm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that the, the straight people like tend to do, you know, not every, not every, I think we could even liberate them too. I, I think they're, you know, a little bit crazy at times oh. with, the uh, playing oh. house, you know, after five minutes, I think they're worse. I mean, they, they get on Tinder and, you know, one time they have sex with each other, they think that they're, okay, it's time to, you know, buy a house, it's time to have some kids, time to settle down. Um, obviously, gay people can't really do that. Although we definitely try. We try. We try as hard as we can. Um, but I don't believe every gay person should, you know, be on a road to marriage. That's not everyone's goal. See, and that's that's where I was really sensing that a lot of this angst over Grinder was coming from, was that it is actually, let's be real, it is mostly a hookup app. People are on there, well, that and drugs. Uh, people are on mm. there looking to get <laughs> hooked up with something. Yes. Um, however, like I, it is, it is an app to meet other people quickly and to get what you want quickly. And I think that that's really scary in some corners of the world. I mean, I just, I personally don't like Grinder or any of the hookup apps because I feel that they are, they're destroying gay culture because what, no, that's different. What, what about them is making them destroy gay culture? Because what gay culture has grown up on, you know, it's been, you know, that cruising, it's been, you know, going out to bars and actually interacting with people. Now it's just, you send a message to someone say, Hey, you want to fuck? Okay. Send some pictures. Okay. Here's my address done. And you do so that. There's no more, there's no more group interaction is what exactly. you're saying. When you, when you're, you, when you talk about culture, you mean that you don't, you're not forced to get together as a group um, exactly. anymore. Exactly. Oh, okay. Now see now that would be fair, but I think that that's also what's happening in culture in general. Culture has moved online in a lot of ways. So the counter to that would be that, you know, I think that there's all, there is a lot of gay online culture as well. And that's sort of happening with everything that we see, music, TV, 
movies. I mean, that's it's sort of all happening there. There will come a time very soon where movie theaters don't really uh, exist in the same way that they do now, and people will bemoan that. But I, I don't, I don't think it's disappearing. I think it's transitioning. Even this podcast is, you know, you it could be accused of uh, taking away from gay culture because there's a lot of people in a lot of areas of the world right now who it's not legal for them to be gay, but they tune into this podcast. And my hope is that not only do they get a laugh sometimes, but they also get a little taste of the newer type of gay culture. I don't know. Um, but we got to move on because uh, we have we have a situation. Um, it was Brent, as I said, it was Brendan's birthday last week, and um, he is in the market for sex toys. Oh, <laughs> so I thought I thought you know that we Why? could we could offer assistance to everyone out there because I mean this is a hard thing. First of all, and that was a very well intended pun. But first of all. Um, it's, it's it's illegal to buy sex toys in certain states, uh, Texas, Texas for once. Um, <laughs> second of all, like you go on Amazon and it it's crazy. Like there's just there's like things for like four dollars and and then there's things that are like for four hundred dollars and then there's stuff that's encrusted with rubies and crystals and glass. And so um, Dakota, I'm assuming that you're slightly a connoisseur of of the sex toys. Um, here's my first question: Do you buy them only for yourself, or do you buy them for couples? Uh, like what's, what's, what's the good thing to do? What's the acceptable thing to do? Like if someone were to find your stash, you know, do they want to see all the sex slings and all of the, you know, uh, uh, partner toys, or is it more acceptable to have like a box of dildos? I mean, if someone's looking for it, I'll definitely show them. (laughs) Um, have you ever had that moment where like you've shown it off? You've shown, you've shown the collection to someone and they've had like that response. Has it ever given anyone pause? Well, normally, you know, when I would have sex toys, I don't have them anymore. I lost them when I was traveling, which is very sad. Oh yeah. It was like an entire suitcase filled gone. Okay. Bye. Anywho. Um, when I was like them an investment out, almost, <laughs> it was an investment. Um, when I would have them out, they'd be out in the open, you know, they'd be on shelves. Um, oh, so you would display them. Cause that's actually one of my questions. Oh, like, yeah. how do you, okay. So like, it's almost like, um, art artwork then. Yeah. I mean, unless your fa- unless your family's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's, you know, sort of the problem that Brendan might be having. Brendan, do you, do you, do you imagine that you could put up a shelf of like, uh, esoteric glass dildos in your room or would that just, you know, elicit a bad response well first off that for me sounds scary <laughs> a Which glass part? dildo the shelf or the glass the glass <laughs> see i have that same problem we <laughs> like i know grass i know that glass is very strong but i just look at it and go i don't I imagine have to explain that in a million ER little doctor. pieces <laughs> yeah like i just i i don't i don't want to have to explain that to someone hey don't knock yeah, it till you no. try it well, Dakota, I was going to say, have you have you used the glass implements? Have, do you have a, can you report on this for us? Oh yeah, I mean they're best whenever they're like heated up because mm. they get yeah you can heat them or you can freeze them and either or it gives totally different sensations. And it's Interesting. How long will like a heating or a freezing usually last? I forget the actual time amount. Six point two seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close. I mean, it, it lasts a good bit. I mean, probably for, you know, maybe like 10 minutes. Well, that should be enough, yeah. right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's okay. enough It's enough to get the job done. And if you're using it in a more teasing partner fashion, then you can just, you know, reapply or get multiple copies, exactly. I guess. 
Okay, so this is now. Uh, this is. I mean, this is a really a public service announcement because there are a lot of shitty sex toys out there, and I definitely do not want buttholes turning blue. So we need to kind of break this down now, Brendan. I'm going to ask you, like, when you are in the process of you know looking for something, is online the thing? Do you feel like you want to have an in-store kind of a thing? Like, have you ever oh. desired to go to a sex shop? I've gone to tons of sex shops. So I actually like, hate online shopping in general, which comes from a person that worked at an online clothing store. Which true, yeah. true. Okay, so what <laughs> what what is it about the in person? Is it the tactile? Like what it, what about the in person experience is better for you? Um, I'd rather be able to see something and it be tangible because I want to like what you see on a website might not always be what you get. Exactly. Yes. 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 Okay. So, like, when, like, like, break it down. Like, what kind of sex toys like are on your shopping list right now? Just a dildo. I don't know. Just a dildo. Like, I don't not really. A I'm not really that into sex toys. So what's what what's what's with the particular particular interest at this point? Like, why are you why are you after it now? Um, because, I mean, I don't have sex too often, so it would be a good thing to maybe use a couple days before I know that I'm actually going to have sex. So like personal, but also performance, like a little bit of both. Okay. All right. So Dakota, like, um, what do you, like, what do you think most people want a sex toy for? Do you think they want it for personal use or do they want it for partner use? Or is it like a mixture of both? I think it's a good mixture of both. I mean, how, and then how, well, how do you go about picking out a toy that's for you versus picking out a toy that's for you and someone else? Do you just get something that you really like or do you try to find something that is, I don't know, shareable? Um, you know, unless you're buying it for a gift for someone else, you know, take the person with you. Um, because especially if you have, if you have a sex shop to go to, take them with you. Give them that experience first of all. Um, if you're a novice in buying something and you're just getting it for yourself, I'd go with something on the smaller end of spectrums to warm yourself up. Yeah, don't overestimate. And exactly. You will hurt yourself, believe me. Um, and then grow from that. And then mm, I like that especially, growth. Okay. Um, and then especially when if you're trying to, you know, be able to take bigger objects um go with some more of the expandable um toys yeah they have stuff that you can pump up like a balloon exactly. like, it's like a like a doctor's cuff yeah exactly um i go with one of those do you ever recommend butt plugs like as a as a as a staging device yes. um i know that some there are some porn stars that will like actually put in larger size plugs before they like go and take a rocco steel size dick Yes, I'm not one of them because I just said go for it. So, uh, Brendan, back over to you. Like, um, the you're looking for it sounds like kind of a warm up, but also, a, a, you know, personal fun to vibrate or not to vibrate. That is the question. Uh, not vibrate. Now, why not? What's the, what's the difference for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't really care about it that much. <laughs> okay. So, if you're looking for just you know warming up purposes yes go with something that's non-vibrating if you're going for something where you want to actually jack off with it 
go with vibrating. You will love your life. There are actually some really cool uh, toys out there that have both an insertion and then uh, uh, something that you like kind of sit on or press against yourself. And it's got like double vibrations. I mean, they're getting, they're getting very scientific about this stuff now. But Brendan, like how does one get the courage to go to a sex shop if it's something they've never done before? Like what would you advice would you give someone to kind of get over or, or move forward with that? Go with a friend that is used to going to one of those. Okay, so a good like a buddy, like a a sex shop buddy. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that how you got to to going, or did you just like bust in there one day and? No, um, I went to a place called New Hope in Pennsylvania, and literally, it's a town that has like five or six sex shops, and it's on one street. This is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Me and I don't even remember who I was with. We're just going into random shops and we went into one of those and we we're like, oh, this is cool. And we literally went to every single sex shop on the street. Very nice. Did you have any personal favorites? Of, nothing, nothing, something that not necessarily that you would buy, but like you saw that and you're like, oh my God. Um, literally, we were looking at the different size deltos and we were like, oh God, that person would die. Oh God, that's basically like the kind of things that we were commenting on. I was in high school, you know. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, on the subject of online versus offline, let's let's say that it's just not possible. Like, for instance, there isn't any sex shop near you. Do you have any advice for people that are buying sex toys online? Things that they should like look for as red flags. You know that this is probably not the quality that you want. For the love of God, do not use Amazon. Second of all, do not go to sites that are for females. Because male sex toys and female sex toys, they're different things. Um, I can attest to that. Definitely go for like the Mr. S leather or the Fort Trough. Unfortunately, for a good sex toy, you might have to spend, you know, a good amount of money. But you're getting your money's worth out of it. And it lasts you a long time. So, uh, Dakota, uh, do we have anything uh, that you wanted to to, to poke or, or prod the audience about? Like anything that you'd like them to go check out or look at in the near future? Oh, yes. Go watch RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8. We're only on Episode 2, so you're not that far behind. Bob the Drag Queen all the way. Yes, please. All right. And of course, I, I'm assuming you won't mind if people try to converse about you with on social media with about that, all that stuff. Oh, of course not. I welcome it with open arms. Okay. And Brendan, I mean, you've kind of been teasing some some songs that you've been working on. Is there anything that you're actually really, really looking forward to that maybe isn't coming up right away? Um, release of my first single and like, it'll be a year at the point that it's actually released. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And you've been working pretty hard on the music stuff. Do you ever get like worn out and tired or does it kind of always flow for you? Tired sometimes, but no, it's more like writing block. is. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Um, Dakota, what's all your social media for everybody? Um, Twitter.com slash Dakota underscore wolf with an E triple X. Okay. And uh, Brendan, how do we find you on all of the things? Um, all of the things are at the Brendan John, even though I asked you people a couple weeks ago about changing the thing and you haven't messaged about it yet. I'm very disappointed in you people. You, you guys need to help 
the Brendan John become something other than the Brendan yeah, John. Yeah, you people. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, of course, the con- conversation always continues online at Gay at Dean Sage Media. Let us know how it's going. Thank you guys so much for listening. I mean, it's been a really great month, and we're looking forward to bringing uh, a lot of great people back. Uh, like you heard, Chris Crosser, Crick, I can't talk. Chris Crocker last week, and hopefully we'll get some other great special co-hosts in here from time to time. If you are interested in possibly joining the show, you can just uh, hit me up on Twitter sometime, and we'll make sure that you have the right kind of connection and, and see if we can have some fun. But from all of us here at GSC Friday, we'll say have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.